Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Welcome to the after party. It's time to change. You're just getting started. You can teach an old dog new ways and not just on Saturday. Hey, it's Anna David. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm an author. Sometimes I forget to do an intro. Is it better to do one or not to do one? I kind of like the the people that don't do them because it sort of assumes this level of familiarity rather than, oh, let me introduce myself to you. But some of you may have come to this randomly confused, forced to listen, I don't even know. So um, I am Anna David. I created a website called After Party Chat. And uh, this is the accompanying podcast, After Party Pod. Yes, I know the name of my podcast. Um, I am a New York Times bestselling author of six books. And um, and yeah, what do I have to say about that? Well, just probably that book writing is no way to make a living. Um, but no, I have other things to say, but that's important too. Anyway, I also go on television and uh, speak at colleges about addiction uh, and and that and that's what I'm here to tell you. I also would like to tell you about my guest today. Now, Susanna Brisk is well, she is a little bit outrageous, and I want to be upfront with you. Um, she's hilarious and um, an amazingly talented writer. But you know, is this not safe for work? I mean, I think it is safe for work. Um, but you know, this is just a bit of a warning. I mean, she is lovely and amazing and she's an actress and a comedian and a writer. And she writes brilliant articles for after party chat, which we talk about, uh, in this interview. And, um, oh, and you'll know, you'll notice that she, I, I challenge her or we make a bet, uh, in the interview. And the bet has to do with whether or not she can leave my office with a number. Now, my office, it's this sort of shared uh, office space, but it's a lot cooler than whatever you just pictured right then. I absolutely love it. And and so there's all these little offices uh, dotted all around and we all sort of work together. And I was telling her that it's a very asexual vibe that everybody's just it's all about the work. And if you flirt, you almost feel like you're being inappropriate. And um, so she said, oh, no, no, no. I bet you I can leave here with a number. And I want you to know she did it. And I learned things. I accompanied her on this mission. And so I learned things about a guy I take the elevator with that I can never unlearn as their relationship of sorts developed. And um, but I also learned that he was a lot about him that I didn't know. So, so, but I did, you know, we do in this interview get into some topics that are, that are rather serious, um, about, about sex and about motherhood and about mental illness. And I don't want anybody to think that, um, 
you know, uh, it, these are lighthearted dismissals of these issues. These issues are very serious. And just because we are joking around some, I would not want anybody to think that, um, that you know, I, I don't take these issues very seriously. Um, and, you know, I have said, you know, far too many times in this introduction, but I did want to give you a little bit of a heads up. I look forward to your comments. You're going to love her or, you know, maybe you'll be offended or I have no idea. I can't read your mind. I hate that. If I could read your mind, I wouldn't have said, you know, all those times. There's a lot I would do differently. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Please review us. I am a broken record on that. Uh, but anyway, also enjoy Susanna Brisk. I first started taking drugs by chewing blocks of hash. Oh my God. I think my copy has like blood stains on it from shooting up while reading it. Hardy animal. I hate to say that because that makes me sound Paris Hilton. I was on the, as right. I call it, the Autobahn to nowhere. I'm very lucky because would you have wanted to have a celebrity junkie for a dad? and he had headphones on while I didn't because we were doing it in his studio and I was like if I cared more right yeah. I would but I care a lot Adam Carolla fucking insists on them that's the reason why I also got very into it because I I did breakfast right we should really be talking about all this on the air we are I did it's, breakfast radio oh you very are very sly oh okay good yeah, still yeah, yeah. yeah no because I did breakfast radio 150 years ago when I was 19 and I just know as a radio person like you need headphones you just do like it's a purist thing it's like it's not podcasting you know it seems like we've completely invented a new genre but right just a little hint for yeah. you and I between you and I radio it's really kind really of radio yeah. it's just better yeah well I don't know that it's better. It's different. I hate ads. I hate them. They mm. make me... Remember how we were just talking about noise sensitivity? Yes. They they trigger some like sadness or irritation it's in a, me. It's a primal homicide response for me. I cannot listen to advertising of any kind. And iTunes radio, which I really love because I'll just type in the band I like and yeah. they'll play everybody who's like that band oh so it's like Spotify or whatever. thereby making me seem much cooler than I am and much hipper than I am yeah, and much important. more like I have my finger on the pulse right by the way if you find out where the pulse is would you let me know because I will stick my finger right I on have no that. doubt of that right if, if I get like an email telling me where the pulse is I'm gonna forward it to you would you please would yeah. you tweet it or something yeah. because I really do need to know but um until I find out iTunes radio is great for that because I'm just like Bauer radio. Everything that sounds like Bauer. He's produced like three songs. I don't even know who that is. That's how Um, Do you know the Harlem Shake? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. He produced that. And then he also produced that Jay-Z song, um, um, Higher. Okay. Bauer and Jay-Z. It's it's so good. It's so good. It's like a mixture of hip-hop and dubstep, what he does. Ooh, that so, sounds good. And rather than trying to like... When you type in dubstep, you get a lot of stuff that's really just dance. Yeah. Because um, dubstep is such a weird, misunderstood kind of genre. Anyway, because I'm such a music Who aficionado. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Google this right now. Well, first of all, if there's a Jay-Z song, I don't know. I need to know. I like yeah. to play Jay-Z with a little Beyonce. I got to say they're touring together. I, I know. Heard. Should we go? I think we should. 
I don't, we'd probably be the uh, um, mostly... Uh, don't even talk about our age. No, we'll be full of the mostly white audience. Actually, I was going to talk about our race. Oh, okay, that's Which fine. is even more uncomfortable. <laughs> I saw Jay-Z at Madison Square Garden, and I don't know that I've ever had more fun. I would go. Let's wow. go. Let's cry I'm tickets. in. I know. Well, it just... Um, I hope this is not one of those flaky LA things no. where you say something on a podcast right, and right, then right. don't follow up. No. In okay. fact, in fact, audience... Hold us to this. I'm serious because most of my friends that I do regular stuff with are not that adventurous. Mm. And, you know, and and I love them for day-to-day interactions and like we're very mutually supportive and stuff. But I happen to know, and this is... This is like a common thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I always have friends like this. Well, because but... they're 40. We're 40. Okay. So Speak for yourself. No, I'm kidding. Well... Yeah, but I am I still love going and doing things all I the time. I turned 40 yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Okay, thank you. I, my ass congratulates me, it's, too, because my ass is a lot younger than 40. It, from yeah, what sure I'm is. being told. Sure from is. all the selfies I sent out yesterday. So all the ass selfies you took? Yes. Those are not easy. And pe- I know. That is a talent in itself yeah especially when you just got your midlife crisis tattoo on your mid back oh you got a tramp stamp or no higher than no. a tramp stamp yes that's right I don't need a, a stamp to tell me hey, I'm a tramp thank you very much <laughs> what did you get tattooed I got a, a I'll show oh, it oh you're to not you. wearing something that's convenient to show me oh of course well you can't strip down when there's like uh, you know windows as doors here no no right? oh 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 mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. It's your basic kind of juju, boo Yeah. I'm a little funky on what my spirituality really is, but, you, but you're deeply spiritual. I'm I'm giving it a good college try okay. and I will tick spiritual in the Facebook box because I think I'll get laid more. Um, doesn't because, sound like you need any help in that department. Well, you know, it's funny. My birthday was yesterday, like I said, I yeah. turned 40 and I could not fucking buy a dick yesterday. I was like texting every guy I, I've met in the last two years. I was like... like. Um, Do you think the birthday intimidated them? And I they think thought, so. oh God, the expectations are going to be so high. I mean, my ex-boyfriend sent me uh, a little emoticon of a cake and I wrote back, unless there's a dick baked into that cake, I'm not interested. And he wrote back, ooh, baked dick. I was like, I really think you missed the point. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I did too because I, I was just like, ew. <laughs> ew, imagine eating a piece of cake and then... I'm talking about sneaking I a file into I a prison of my I, vagina, for I God's sake. It. So, but, but you said <laughs> but that... But today, yeah. now today, suddenly I'm swimming in cock. It's right. like I can't... Have you already? It's only noon. Well, I've only, I've given myself roughly, I'm going to say I probably came about 75 times this morning before I can even get going. I was just like, I don't know what's happening to me, but at some point... This has got to stop, right? I mean, I can't because yes. I'm not. I can't. I can't have a job, right? If I'm this horny. So you got somebody not last night, but this morning. No, myself. Oh, so I diddled myself this morning. And seventy-five times. That's at an least. Exaggeration. No, it's not. No. So you have special abilities. There. I have special abilities. Yes. And you wrote very brilliantly for the site about how you do not think. That you're a sex addict. No. You do, and do, but do you, do you think there are sex addicts and and or do you not like the label at all? I'm not really into labels. The yeah. older I get, I'm not into any labels at all. I mean, if I were to describe you, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'm meeting Anna David. I came to this floor. There's a hundred companies on this floor. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm meeting Anna David. They go, who's Anna David? What am I going to say? Oh, she's a sober alcoholic. 
Oh, you God, know, I she's a recovering, been, you know, whatever. I hope she's you use more in her 40s or 30s. I don't know how old you are, baby. Yeah. Do you not talk about your age? I do not. Oh, yeah. A lot of women don't. Um, I'm not going to say all of that. I'm going to say she's a fucking hot brunette. Um, who were these people who dared not to know me? Oh, those those people, and they, they don't even work here. Those people in the, um, what's happening? Well, you should have gone I don't know downstairs. who those interlopers were. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but they're, they definitely don't know the right people. You're, so you no. were supposed to go downstairs, and they were supposed to text me, and you're supposed to feel super special and taken care of, and I'm concerned that didn't happen. No, but the guy in the parking lot did say he liked my outfit. I had to ask him, and yeah. I'm not really sure whether he understood what I was saying. But he said, affirmative. But he said, yeah, yeah. Oh, is the guy down in... Did you park in this building? Yeah. He was yeah. so sweet. Yeah. What is he? Peruvian? I don't know. I don't know which guy it was. I'm normally very good at picking nationalities. Yeah. Like, I'm uncannily good at it. I'm yeah. uncannily good at picking what part of Europe you're from or That's what part of America you're from. It's not what I would call, like any of my skills, marketable. Yeah, but no. It's a most skill. of mine are not marketable either. It's no. unfortunate. If I could figure out a way out of uh, making money from coming 75 times this morning, I would be, wow, I would totally buy you a drink. Internet. A ginger beer. If yes. If you were, if you were, I mean, that, I, it, that doesn't seem like it's it. a thing anymore. Well, they have a chatterbait um, but I don't really understand how that site monetizes. I'm thinking about doing phone sex, but I need a, a landline, and I haven't um, I haven't gotten onto that yet. And you're thinking of list. doing phone sex because you think it was exciting and fun. Well, because I think I'd be good at it, and right. because I need a job, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, I'm going to try that. And you have always been sexual, very sexual in touch with your sexuality it's so funny that people say that is that not true it's like haven't we all always been sexual no i think many of us were repressed i mean yes of course we're sexual Uh from children are very sexual listen my eight-year-old will look deep into my eyes and masturbate deep into my eyes and i go sweetie could you not do that when mommy's around seriously and i don't want to shame him about his body so i'll be like that's something for you in your bed for your private time but they will look into your eyes and play with their little hard penises because it's in them they're sensual creatures right right. so have i always been sexual yes and i'm lucky because nobody ever um shamed me about it yeah um i mean because i think even if somebody doesn't personally shame you it's there's so much shame in our society about it that that's what happens i think to people you know if they're not raised like serious catholic parents or something right so they, they you know that that shame that women are supposed to feel yeah or like say you get diddled in a parking lot by a peruvian right you know and that's it you have trauma right you know right. and i'm grateful i don't have that i don't right. have that nothing trauma happened. nothing happened to me i didn't get um touched in the wrong places did you get touched in the right places i would say that i continue to get touched in the right places especially by myself so you basically uh i mean but i'm curious about like your relationship with sex and how yes okay you were sexual you were aware of it you didn't have shame about it Mm -hmm. and um i was masturbating when i was eight Right. I was definitely playing with myself, and I could definitely That's make early. myself come. That's early. When I was eight. Um, my ex, who I was just with, my ex-boyfriend, he said he was fucking the bed when he was nine. So I know there are other people who are like Yeah, I'm sure. Definitely. But definitely. Um, I don't think that there's a, a median age so much as they try to make you think. You know, like I know people who 
had sex at 12 mm-hmm. and then didn't have sex again till they were 24. I know other people who started when they were 15 and kept fucking and then they stopped when they were 30 and were celibate for seven years. Right. I know other people who didn't have sex till they were 21 and now they've slept with 10 times more people than I have. Right. You know, it's like there are so many different variations. It's true. It's true. You know, and we try to kind of normalize it. Like, what's normal? I don't know what normal is. God, I am the last person that you ask about normal. Trust me. And so, and so... Did you come to a point in your life where somebody said, oh, you you talk about sex, you have sex, you must be a sex addict? Did that ever happen? Um, I think when I left my husband for a guy I met in a bar. Right. That Which was the first time. Which you wrote very eloquently about for After Party Chat. Thank you. Yes. And um, it's been so wonderful writing for that site. I've gotten really good feedback. I'm I, so glad. Your pieces are wonderful. Thank you. Because you never know, you know, because we met, you know, a, a mutual friend recommended you. Yes. And she has actually given me, a, like, because there's Danielle Stewart is the other one that she, I got through her. Mm-hmm. And both of you are spectacular. But you never know. And mm-hmm. I met you briefly and, you know, you just, you know, most writers don't work out. Statistically, they don't. Right. They can't write mm-hmm. or they can't take direction yeah. or, you know, they don't know how to write in the style. And so or I'm always... the week that you submit a piece to them, they have to go into the psych ward. Hey, and you rallied anyway. That was what was amazing. <laughs> you were the only person I was honest with. I was like, if I can't be honest with our after party chat about yeah, why this article is, is going to be late, then there's no one I can You're be honest not with. The first fifty-one fifty that I dealt with, I had a, I had somebody. Oh, you weren't fifty-one fifty. I actually wasn't. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, I was yeah. fifty-one fifty two years ago. This time, I was totally voluntary. They never fifty-one fifty me. I will say that you know my show, True Tales of Lust and Love. Somebody couldn't show up because they were fifty-one fifty, and I was like, Wow, do I, am I should I be mad at her? <laughs> you know, she did leave me in the lurch, and then I was like, No, no, that's not allowed. No, um, but, you can't be mad. I would have popped up and read something. Yeah, I didn't know you then. I know. Um, I know. It's such a shame. I, that book, to me, that anthology is absolutely wonderful. Thank I mean, you. It's just, I just feel like what you're doing and what I'm doing and what so many people that I know who are media people in this strange town called Los Angeles is so fitting together. Yeah. And it's so different to the public discourse about... Um, life and sexuality and addiction that I see out there and I think at some point this voice has to be heard I know I mean and I think it is being heard to a degree yeah but certainly you know I, 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 I think about this all the time because you know I'm like who am I to start you know talking about all the who get what gives me the right to mm-hmm. do this when technically you're not supposed to well sort of I mean a you're not supposed to talk about AA or 12 step but mm-hmm. nobody ever said you can't talk about being sober mm-hmm. you know that that tradition is is mixed up but mm-hmm. I think that had all this information been out there when I was struggling with addiction and convinced sobriety would be the worst thing that could ever happen to me I would be very grateful I agree 100%. And I guarantee you not to make it everything about sexual politics because I don't want to make everything about, well, men do this and women do that and whoa. But um, I don't think there's a man alive who gets up and goes, well, who am I to say that? It's like men just entitledly take their balls in their hands and go, yeah, I'm here and I'm going to say what I want to say. And the women are the ones who are like, well, I don't know. I mean, who who nominated me to talk about these things? See, I 
I don't feel like that. Good. It's that I get emails. It's more breaking that tradition. Yeah, yeah. I know. And my I, own sponsor was like, the tradition I like to go with is that I either say my name or the kind of program. Otherwise, I just generally say self-help, blah, blah. All right, well, you right. do what fucking exactly. works for you. Exactly. Ugh. But I mean, the thing is, it's Please. like I had a sponsor in New York amazing woman love her to death she would still be my sponsor if we were in the same city and i had a i think it was a birthday dinner no i had a, a sober dinner i had a like it was celebrating some year of sobriety and i had non-sober people coming and she said you know i don't want you to break my anonymity in front of them and i love her to death so i you know but mm. i thought that was crazy yeah well there are certain people who for example my blog which is malibumom.com i live in malibu it's a very small town. Yeah. It's a, can be a very judgmental place. And there are a lot of people around my area that already think I'm batshit crazy. Now, they have a full right to that. And I've given them a lot of evidence of that. Right. If crazy is eccentric. Right. Because I'm not your normal. I will sit at Little League and I will talk about how I would rather blow my brains out than be here. I will turn around to the little ladies and say, God, I can't wait to fuck that young guy later. You know, whatever it is that is viewed as quote unquote eccentric. And then somebody else might be like, oh, she's a sex addict. For whatever reason, I'm not thrilled to break my anonymity in those circles either. Because frankly, I don't want to give them any more an right. ammunition. It's have. like now they're thinking I'm, you know, as soon as you say alcoholic, they're like, oh, so she's drunk at those little league games. Right, right. Because people just have no idea and they will make assumptions and assumptions and assumptions. So what I love about what you're doing is that you're talking to people who know what you're talking about. You have a certain shorthand with them. You say normie, they know what you mean. You say pink cloud, they right. know what you mean. You don't have to sit there and explain that, yes, you're an alcoholic, but you're a sober alcoholic. Hello? Yeah. You're not still drinking. Hey, I never went to rehab. I never had the big knockdown, drag out, whatever. Right. My kids have never seen me drink. Right. That doesn't make me any less of an alcoholic. Right. But, right. you know, I'm really not keen from like Mrs. Jones who, with her, you know, $15,000 Bosch stove. Right. finding that out because her and I already have um, enough that's not similar right right I'd rather focus on what her and I have in common so that maybe I could actually make a difference to her when she starts to realize that her Chardonnay intake may be above what's strictly necessary you do you hang out with the other moms and watch them you know booze it up oh absolutely yeah and sometimes people have said to me in quiet moments you know it's because you don't drink because I'll be like why wasn't I invited to that yeah and they go, it's because you don't drink. And I go, but that's so weird. I don't object to drinking. I don't yeah. have any, it's not a moral objection. I right. just know it doesn't agree with me. Exactly. I, the way my kids know it is my mom's allergic to alcohol. Yeah. Um, you know, allergic to, to drugs. Thank God yeah. I'm not allergic to penis. That would be terrible. <laughs> we'll get back there. We'll get back there. God, but like, that would suck. Yeah, I had that happen to me. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there are times it's happened where I haven't known about it. But I remember that a friend of mine needed to get sober when I lived in New York. And I took him to meetings and he was so not into it. And then, <laughs> and then, I mean, it was so obvious that he was not sober. And I remember we had mutual friends. And one of them told me that he said, yeah, we're going to go to this festival today. But, you know, you better not invite Anna because she thinks I'm sober. And my friend couldn't Funny. say, she doesn't. Nobody <laughs> thinks you're sober. I love that. I love that. I love when the women will corner you and be like, you know, I think I might have a bit of a drinking problem. And you're like, no, shit, get out. I totally never know. It's like 
these people who are like in the end stages of the disease, it's like, do you think I cannot smell the white wine on your breath at eight in the morning? Right. It's they, hard to know. It's though. so, but it's really, it's kind of cute. It's almost adorable. It's like, do you really think I didn't know? Yeah. I mean, it's funny though. It's like, I, I think I'm, I'm bad at classifying. And I've had two times where people that were heavy, heavy partiers, like addicts that looked like they would do it for life, asked me about it and and asked a lot of the questions and are now sober mm. you know and and I, they looked like people who would never ever clean up mm. you know those people who could kind of do it for life and be quote unquote okay mm-hmm. but let's talk about you so mm-hmm. you uh i think those people are interesting though yeah because i've made mistakes i mean i accused somebody of being uh drunk who wasn't Oh really? Um, I didn't accuse her personally, but I, um, my, our kids were at childcare together, and her husband is a famous actor, as is often the case at Melvin. my kids' school. Yeah. And I was like, um, is she? I asked her. I asked the childcare person. I was like, is she an alcoholic? Because sometimes the smaller alcoholic kind of hides behind the bigger alcoholic because he's been on TMZ. Like everybody knows he's an alcoholic. Right. Right. And she was like. Think so, and then she went and told that woman, Ugh. and and that woman confronted me and yelled at me, and I was like, I'm so sorry, um, and she was like, just for your information, I don't have a drinking problem, and I was like, I don't, I'm so sorry, I didn't want this to be blown. Right. I just was talking to her. I didn't think she'd go to you. Right. And um, so you know, you just have to be very, very careful. Yeah. Yeah, you and I don't know if it do. was her cologne, right, or what it was that made me think I smelled alcohol. Well, I think because I'm sober, I'm a lot less likely to do that because I don't want people to feel paranoid. You know that I'm judging them. Well, the only reason that I said something is because I said I broke my anonymity to the childcare provider and said, "Hey, by the way, I'm a sober mem- member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and right. if you think I could be helpful, you can tell her that." Right, right. And then right. it wow did that backfire. Yeah. That was yeah. a nuclear backfire. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Mm-hmm. So how did you get uh, from Australia to Malibu? Um, it was a circuitous path, yes. definitely. Um, I went to New York from Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, when I was 23. I didn't know anyone in New York, but for some reason I thought I was going to be a super famous stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. And um, then I got to New York, and New York went... Um, who are you and why should we give a shit? It says that to a lot of people. Right, as New York should. Um, and so then I we moved to L.A. We were kind of bi-coastal for a while. When I say we, I meant my ex-husband and myself. How did you meet him? I met him in New York. I'd been in New York for about six months. Mm-hmm. And um, he walked into my friend's apartment. And he was in comedy and I was in comedy, but we didn't meet doing stand-up, which most people think we did, because he actually had done stand-up many years ago, and he saw me and he fell on one knee. That, that minute? That minute. Uh-huh. He was very sweet, and he said, um, and I was like, I knew in my mind that I was going to marry him right then and there, but I squashed it down and kept dating the alcoholic that I was, mm-hmm. and um, dating the alcoholic, comma, that I was, mm-hmm. meaning not me being the alcoholic that I was, I was dating an alky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was dating this like terrible, terrible white knuckle alky who would like 
white knuckle it every couple of days and then have a terrible Twinkie syndrome and start like raging at me in the middle of the night. And then I'd try to drink to keep up with him. And then he'd be holding my hair while I threw up over a bucket uh, and, yes. you know, young love. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then I just saw this man, my future be husband. And I just, I knew I would be really safe. Yeah. Yeah. He would rescue me from all of them. And he did. You know, but that's interesting because I think people um, often will say, oh, he looks like he'd be really safe. Let me run in the opposite direction. That's so unexciting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe I had been smoking too much and I couldn't run. I was too (laughs) out of breath. I mean, I think there are so many reasons why a part of you just wants to be safe finally. Right, right. And um, I didn't realize this until more than a decade later. So you started, uh, so you were dating other people, then you got serious with him, Mm -hmm. and you were both in New York. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? And then um, we moved to LA, we got married, we were bi-coastal, we had some kids, and then we moved to Malibu, and I was supposed to live happily ever after, and instead I fell into a terrible depression. Okay. And was like the bird in the golden cage in the house on the hill where no one can hear you scream. Right. And all your neighbors have $15,000 Bosch stoves, and right. you're wondering why you feel such a gnawing sense of emptiness. Right. And um, if, I t- if I find out the reason for that, I will let you know, by the way. Well, I can tell you the reason for that. Go because on. that is not the route to happiness. That it doesn't Mm. mean anything until, I mean, nothing means anything if it comes easily or if it, if you don't have some spiritual basis, you know, I I know that to be true. I mean, just in minimal ways in my own life and just all the people like the story you wrote about the guy who, you know, had everything in the world and, Mm. you know, shot himself. Was that it? He um, checked into a hotel in Mexico City and hung himself. And he actually was uh, the son of one of the former governors of New Jersey. Wow. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't write that in the article. I didn't want to open the whole can of worms. I didn't want to make it an investigative piece where um, the lines would be blurred about the people who knew him and start asking around about was he sober when he died? What was he going through? I just wanted to make a larger piece about AA and about minding your own fucking business, about other people's recovery and what you think may or may not work for their depression. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's really sad. I have pictures of him in my phone and um, you do have to be reminded that you just... Everything in our world is kind of a pretense of predictability. Mm-hmm. You know, you send kids to school so they can go, oh, I have math on Monday right. and I have PE on Wednesday, if you're lucky enough to have in the LA school system PE or art or anything right. extra, which is a whole other can of worms we will not be opening. Um, but your kids go to the fancy school with no, the fancy uh, No. Okay. No, we go. The local Malibu schools are still... Santa Monica Malibu School District, which means that everybody fundraises their asses off just so we can get art, PE, and science. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things should be a given. They certainly are in Australia where I'm from. So this is just, uh, you know, it floors me every time. But I don't want to get into that because I always get into trouble when I talk about American things. So Mm. I'm just going to leave that to you people to fix Mm -hmm. and um, say that I love your wonderful country. (laughs) And thank you very much for having me and for green cards. Uh, Very (laughs) grateful. Um, So uh, what the 
hell was I talking you about? You were talking about the emptiness. Right. And so hell. it's the illusion. Thank you. It's the illusion of predictability. Yeah. That's all we're doing. We're trying to provide a structure to that kid yeah. to say, hey, there's something in life that you can um, reliably look forward to, which is Monday math, Wednesday PE, Friday mom's going to yell at you and light the Shabbat candles or whatever it is that happens right. in your household. Um, and then you get to a certain age and you realize, guess what? You don't want that. Not only do you not want that, it doesn't exist. Oh, that too. I could walk outside right now and I could run into, um, an old friend who happens to work for, um, Fremantle Media and they could give me my own show. Yeah. Or I could walk outside right now on Hollywood Boulevard and get run over by a car and die. Yeah. 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 There is, and I have absolutely no say in that. Yeah, yeah. So it's the illusion of predictability. It makes us feel safe. Yeah. It allows the economy to keep on humming along because you get up and you go to your job and, right. you know, you're told that that means something and, and you have 2. that. 2.5 kids. Correct. And I believe it's 2.4. Um, you and know you're, well, you know, do you have kids? No, no. No. I still want one. Just well, one. Uh, you know then you shall have one I shall then have one. one you shall have <laughs> let it immediately to. be so I plan to or adopt you know I'm open to that just one that's all I asked for but I have heard people say you have one and you love it so much and your fear it kicks in and you're like oh my god what if something happened to oh, this one I need a well, second come you on. don't feel that way Listen, that's what I read so I, I can't ju- remember who said it it doesn't matter about whether you have one or five or eleven. Yeah, that fear is in you yeah. from the moment that you're pregnant. Yeah, it's like everything is tut, 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 tut. you become this like I became like my superstitious Russian grandmother. Right. I mean the fear that something is going to go wrong. Oh my god, I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna go into the kitchen and I'm gonna slip on a stick of butter, and the child's gonna die. Right. You right. know, it's it, it doesn't matter how many kids you have, you'll always have that. And right. in fact, it's the weirdest thing. I talked to this fantastic woman one day who's a massage therapist, and she said, um, "Oh no, I don't have a kid." And I said, why not? And she said, I'd just be too afraid to love somebody that much. And I'd be too afraid that something would happen to that kid and I would never get over it. And I thought, what a fucking bizarre way to live your life. And you're probably an alcoholic. But also... Because that's weird. Very honest. Yeah, it's honest, but at the same time, is that a way to live? Like, you can't focus on your fear, period. If I focused on my fear... What what would I be able to accomplish? Nothing. I, know. I think about that though because you know I am uh, you know fairly good at uh, certainly professionally at having fears and proceeding anyway or not thinking about it. And mm. I have dear friends who are smarter than me, sometimes better writers, and they I see them so burdened by their fear, and it's not like you know and and i i think it's it's not like i'm braver it's that i was sort of set up that way for whatever reason chemically it i can do that without as much effort because i see them try and it's unsurmountable in some cases do you know what i mean that's a fascinating thing for you to know about yourself yeah that's very very perceptive of you to see that about yourself but i'm not necessarily like that in personal my personal life professionally Mm. though i it's always been straight i just I just, I don't know how to do a storytelling show, but I do it anyway. And I'm obsessed with what people think of me. So I don't know why I did that 
or I started mm. this company and just sort of did it with I didn't listen to my fears or whatever I don't know mm. Um, I'm the same way. Yeah, you are. You are. Because I was 17 years old, and I was angry, and I put on my father's pinstripe wool suit from the 70s and my mother's fake pearls, and I got on stage in Melbourne, Australia, and I told jokes. Right. And I didn't even know what stand-up comedy was. Right. And frankly, I don't even like stand-up comedy that much. Certainly, if I'm not performing it, you will not catch me dead in one of those venues. And I was doing stand-up for two years before I'd even been to a proper stand-up club. And then right. I went to my first stand-up club. I was already calling myself a comic at 19. Right. So, um, and then I was on television like moments later. For in Australia? Yeah. For what? what, what As a comic. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did live stand-up on TV in Australia um, a bunch when I was uh, 19, 20, 21. And I leapfrogged over a lot of people who were probably a lot more deserving and had much better material. But, you know, I was young. I was sexy. I was talking about modeling. It was the height of the supermodel era. And it all kind of came together. And I've only waited another 20 years for another shot at that. And Maybe that'll be today on your program, Anna. Maybe. I don't know. Discover her now. You can reach her through MalibuMom.com. That's right. Rediscover her. Well, the thing if a TMZ is, truck doesn't hit me on Hollywood Boulevard so when I leave true. here. It's mm-hmm. um, You've been on many, many podcasts. People know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw you were on Paul Gilmartin's podcast. And yet I still am thinking about being a phone sex operator. Uh, yeah, well... You Gotta know make the money. You know what I've learned? What? Being known-ish doesn't pay the bills. No, it's internet famous. I always love when people, um, like on Tinder or wherever I meet dudes, which I'm not on Tinder right now, but there have been various times where I've resorted to the strangest places to meet yeah. men. Yeah. And um, and they'll be like, shit, you're famous. I'm like, no, I'm internet famous. Right. That's a different thing. Right, right. Because um, internet famous doesn't pay anything. But no. uh, boys... Sometimes it does, these YouTube people and all of that. I mean, you have to be industrious, I, I think. What do I know? I don't know anything about that. I don't know who's making that money. I make about six bucks a year for my YouTube channel, and I've been seen by 300,000 people. So I don't know right. how any of that works, but I'm trying to learn. Right, right. I think it has something to do with SEO optimization, but I can't be sure. If you had better SEO, you would be fuck Sarah Silverman. That's all I have to say. Oh, my God. And wouldn't I ever? Uh, yeah, I love she's her. Hot. I love her. And she's hot. I used she's to a not, sweetheart. She's so nice to me. Always nice. And how, okay, so so how so your ex uh, is still a comedian? No, my ex is a manager and producer uh-huh. of um, uh, comedians and actors. And I love how you're pretending you don't know who he is. I it's don't know really, who he is. Oh, good. I don't. Good. Let's keep Can it that way. Can we say his name? No. Um, but I mean, would no. I? Would I definitely? Yes, hundred percent. He has his own podcast now. His podcast is like in the top 30, I think. He's doing great. I'm so proud of him. Now I'm dying to know. I think that I did A simple Google, Google search. I think that would. I did. Googling you did not. But if I Googled you plus husband, I bet it would. I'm going to have to do this well, right now. Well, I don't know. It's interesting because it depends what computer you're on and what search engine you're looking at. And there's a whole other, other By the way, things about whether some comes, doves are flying past in the South. Okay, this is what comes up when you put your name. Susanna Brisk, husband is the first thing. Then Susanna Brisk. Is it Susanna or Susanna? Susanna. Doesn't Susanna matter. Brisk blog. Then Susanna Brisk wiki. So let's see what happens with husband. No, it's a bunch of pictures. Hot. Uh, but it doesn't. That guy. That tall blonde guy. That's my husband. Okay. X. I'm sorry. You're alone. Oh, Barry Katz. Oh, good sorry. job. Oh, shit. I'll, I can edit it out. Nice. I can totally edit it out. Okay. I'm so sorry. No, it's totally fine. It, he's not in a picture. It just says it suddenly at the it's top. It's totally fine. 
Okay, and he... Okay. I was married to him. We were together for over 14, for 14 years and married for 12 and a half. And there isn't a person in comedy alive that doesn't know that. See, I don't think I know who that is. Great. But I'm not Even in better. comedy, so... Well, he's a, he's a, he's a big-time comedy manager. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's because I, I listen to all the podcasts, so I'm assuming it, it's, it sounds vaguely familiar. Industry Standard with Barry Katz. He used to be on Jay Moore's podcast. Okay, but we have all to edit of this all you of will this edit out. out. Yes. Bye. I'm not good at editing. Yeah, um, well, okay. you are oh, now. Okay, so, and why don't you want people to know that? Because I spent over a decade being somebody's wife, right. and now I want to be me. Yeah. And you know what? You don't have to edit it out. That's really silly because it's part of who I am. Yeah. And he's a great father to my kids. Friends. We're good friends. And he's a, a, a good dad, although I call him drunk uncle, Disneyland dad. He's oh, just he's, oh, he's so enabling. It's so annoying. But um, Yeah, I think dads get like that. Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, they're making up for a lot. Yeah. We all are. You yeah. know, we don't think we're going to separate and do that to our kids. We think we're going to be. There wasn't one single thought in the back of the back of my mind when I walked down the aisle that we wouldn't be together forever. And so with your uh, awareness and enthusiasm for sexuality, yes. were you like, oh my God, it's going to be one guy for the rest of my life? You know, it's like I didn't even really think about it. And I said, I said to my mother, my mother, who God bless her, is such a cunt. I said to her, um, it's the weirdest thing, mom, because I'm having no trouble being monogamous. Why is that? And she said, that's because you already slept with everybody. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. I yeah, all backhanded compliments. Everything she says to me is a backhanded yeah, compliment. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, but apparently, I hadn't slept with everybody because then I turned. You found some new ones. Well, I woke up at thirty-five, and he was fifty, and all I wanted to do was fuck, and all he wanted to do was take a nap, mm -hmm. which is why you might understand why I wanted you to edit out his name because I don't want to be disparaging towards him right. in any way right. or to any future women that he dates or whatever. Right. But right. we. Um, that was really the first inkling that um, we weren't on the same page. And right. the, the age difference was never a problem before that point. Well, but women are reaching their sexual prime at Do that age. Do you think? Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently they're reaching them at 40 in a day. Let me tell you something about sexual prime. My best friend, one of them, is 50. And she said, girl, you don't even know how good it gets. I said, I can't, I can't imagine it getting any better. I said the same to my ex-boyfriend. And he said to me, I can't imagine anybody enjoying sex more than you do right so um i don't know this glorious future that we're all looking towards yeah. but apparently it just gets better and better and better until your fucking head explodes off your body and splatters on the ceiling i'm sure i there was a headline on salon the other day that was uh someone i was a grandmother and i thought i didn't like sex and i'm 75 and it, i just discovered it i didn't read the story i just saw the headline i'm having a very hard time not saying what i think right now why? But Why don't you say what you think? There's just a part of me that says that I need to keep things positive. But I have an opinion about the salon.com publication. Oh. That's it. I'm leaving it there. Oh. See how classy that was? That was. That was classy. I, I love it so much. But um, mm. we can talk about it off air. Okay. Um, then we won't have to have to force you to use your editing skills, which clearly are nil. Pretty much non-existent. <laughs> Um, but the, we all, I also love them because they pick up after party chat stories. Oh, yeah. Salon, please publish me. 
you know I would be so nice to you if you just published one fucking article. Come on, my stuff is so much better than what you print. It's by so much. It's really good. It's really good. I wonder if it's um a bit shocking sometimes for people. I don't understand that. I've never understood that. They really do. They must. So, but okay, I still want to get so from your. Is that water in your little? I I knew you would want more water. Yeah, I know. I'm like dying. Yeah, it's just not enough water. Mm. Um, but it is infused with some kind of a fruit. It looks like it's infused. No, that's why I'm interested in it. This, this mine isn't infused. Oh, my cucumber coursing through your body. Cucumber. Um, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to drink four of these a day. It's spa water. Why would you drink four of those a day? You'll just be pissing in your pants. The whole well, time. first of all, um, I've never done that even while drinking, and second of all, um, for all so- <laughs> all sorts of reasons. I just did a spit take. It's really nice it's really good for your skin. It's really good for metabolism. Are you looking to get pregnant right now? No. Oh, you can care about your skin and metabolism without looking to wanting to be I pregnant. I know, but a lot of my friends who are again around our age because you're not like giving even me some kind of like a marker by the way it's all over the internet i just don't it just i don't feel like saying it. well and neither should you you know what a lady should have her her, own yeah exactly whenever you like same with sobriety same thing to me correct um but there's a lot of women that i know that suddenly will be like well i'm drinking a lot of water and i'm taking a lot of folic acid right 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 and i'm like but you're not trying to get pregnant. They're like, no, 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 it's just for my skin and just because, yeah. you know, I feel better and healthier. And you're like, mm, okay. No, this is really, I am, I'm trying to eat healthier. I'm just trying to, you that know. That was a pretty good impression of you, actually. I didn't mean to be okay, so that dead was on. me. I was like, who is this idiotic American that she is imitating? Well, that- because... Poor person. I just have like a thing where I can, you know, I'm, I'm very good at impressions. Like I will echo back somebody's yeah. accent and I don't mean to be mocking them, but yeah. it's just like, and then I'll exaggerate it and make them sound stupider for comic effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I, I'm going to have to listen when I listen to this because mm. I was not, it didn't even <laughs> that it wasn't me. I know I do have this slight accent. You do? No where are you sense. from? No, I'm from California. It's just a strange way of talking. I think that I developed it because I thought it was more interesting subconsciously than just sounding like everybody else it's media ease i think you just sound like your your media i don't think so because uh i did get to read online and i this still cracks me up even though it's so mean and it said did some, they say you were just daft punky thrash and the, did you then call your band after it because sometimes those negative reviews are golden is that what happened yeah i never knew that that's story. why they called daft punk because the the reviewer called them daft punky thrash that's amazing i know right no but i wish i could use this they said anna david has a voice made for print <laughs> why do i find that so funny it's i don't know because i think that's horrifyingly mean that would probably put me in a oh, the fetal position for a few days you don't know what people write about. well i don't read what people yeah, write about me because it puts me into the hospital so, so okay, I, I really am obsessed with chronology because I want to go there, but okay. I want to still get you from the house. How long is this podcast? Uh, Two and a half hours? Yeah, 104 years. Okay. Um, nice. So, it's as long as it is. It's as long as it takes, you know? Um, we're not even, we haven't even talked that long. Um, but, so you are on that house in the hill. You uh, go out one night and you meet a guy. No, the chronology's totally off. Okay. Totally off. The first thing that happens is that I buy a blonde wig. Okay. 
I put it on, I get a camera crew, I go down to Cross Creek, and I stay in a character called Malibu Mom. Mm -hmm. And Malibu Mom is closer to that character I was doing a moment ago that I said was an impression of you, which wasn't really an impression of you. Have you seen my short film, Malibu Mom? No, I haven't. So, um... She's like, hi, my name is Philippa Green, and I live in Malibu, California. And I am really, really happy. My children are really happy at their school, and I'm just a really great mom. And I really love being a mom, but I don't really want to touch them. You know, I don't want to touch my kid. Esme, could you get her? Yeah, could you? Oh, look, she gave me a little sugary treat. That's not, is that sugar? Yeah, could you take that? I don't, I don't need that. Um, so she's like that. And, yeah. and, um, and, and my husband, you know, he travels a lot. And um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay. Um, um, so I went and I did this character and I did the short film mm-hmm. and um, people just went nuts mm-hmm. about this character. And so I started just doing lots and lots of these character films. And then my ex-husband um, sent them in for SNL and I got uh, flown in to test for SNL. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's like such a random thing because all I did was put on a wig yeah. um, in my depression after, you know, being sad for six months. Finally, I was like, fuck it. Like I'm boring myself now. Right. And and um, it's just did all these characters, and he just sent like a, a, a little, um, you know, smattering of all these different characters and accents that I do. And I flew out, um, and when I was, was on the stage a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I was on stage at, um, you know, a Thirty Rock mm-hmm. with a big camera and the twenty writers who don't laugh. And um, I didn't choke. I did a really good job. Um, spoiler alert: I didn't get it. Right. Right. Um, but I was really you know happy and proud of the whole experience and um and then uh so that's that chronology mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the guy came later okay so i'm like oh making my short films i'm getting internet famous i've got my malibu mom going i'm not really writing about sex i'm really talking more about what um people don't want to admit about being a mother mm-hmm. which is that it's awful um that you shouldn't do it um, really how you feel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was so close a moment ago when you was, but you just had that hopeful look in your eyes. So I just, I didn't want to like rain on your parade, but you were like, I just want one kid. And but we're all different. Yeah. I know, but I almost said, oh, you dodged that bullet. Like, what, that's my first thing when people I go, I don't have kids. Say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do know someone else, but I do know mothers who are honest who don't feel like that. Mm. Look, you know them too. I love my kids more than anything why do you like being a mother because what is good about it being a mother is all shit work you know what my kids sang to me yesterday morning on my birthday i'm really hungry where's my fucking breakfast that's what they sing every morning there's no romance i I mean okay and then later my kid he he cut a rose out of the garden he brought it to me well, and he and said, for my birthday, that was so sweet. Oh, my God, I died. Well, So sweet. Well, so... Um, I just don't like all the grunt work. I don't like the... I, it's like, I don't like being a fucking housewife. And I was a housewife for over 10 years. And my ex-husband is still trying to get me to be his housewife and still doesn't seem to understand this concept that I am not a stay-at-home mom. I just right. happen to write at home. Right. That does not make me a stay-at-home mom. Right. And I have right. to say, 
well, will you take him to the baseball today? No, I can't do that. Right. I'm sorry, I cannot do that. You have to make other arrangements. Right. Um, But, um, yeah, it's that stuff that I can't stand. Yeah. And also just the pressure of not traumatizing them and not fucking them up and how awful their table manners are because of their father. Just awful. I mean, I just had to laugh. I went out to dinner with them last night and we just laughed the entire time. I said to my nine-year-old, you need a tarp. I mean, he had feta in his eyebrows. I don't even understand how he eats with them, how my ex-husband eats with them at the same table. I said I would never take them out for dinner until they improve their manners because he just doesn't pick up on their manners. He doesn't pick them up. And I'm literally like this. Sit up straight. Don't do that. There's no reason to reach into your food with your hands. Use a fork. Use a fork. Use a fork. Wash your hands. Go wash your hands and wash your face. Sit down. Don't stand up. No, there's no reason to put your hand up at a restaurant. Thank you. Say thank you. Did you, that guy poured your water. Did you say thank you? Does that sound like fun to you? Micromanaging somebody else's bullshit? It's like, and I do it because you have to give them guidance. Otherwise they turn out like every other fucking entitled brat in Malibu. A lot of work that we do is not fun. Oh, I love my career. A lot of the work I do is not fun. Doesn't mean I don't love it. Mm. You know? That's a great distinction. I think I, I'm just probably not subtle or intelligent enough to make that distinction. I just go, ugh, too much work, hate. I mean, I just think mm. we're all different. And, um, yeah. you know, I, but but let's also talk, we haven't talked at all really about addiction and mental illness and all of and that's. Well, know, that makes things of, harder. Yeah. That's the whole thing about parenting. And um, that's my kind of spin on it because, and I wrote a memoir about this, mm-hmm. by the way, if more than two people would write my, would, would read my memoir, I may not have to resort to working in the sex industry. Save her. And by the way, if more than however many people have would review this podcast itunes would find out about it and promote it well my problem is can i really pro- i mean can i really review it yes I, you can but as myself like that sounds a little self-aggrandizing doesn't it, it you're not in every episode i was amazing on episode 134 i don't know about those other you hacks about the other people but i am talking okay to that's a good you, idea listener because it means so much it's free it's easy it only and takes it, a second and it really does take a second and it makes review, all the difference because they start put they start featuring a review a bitch would you just I mean, review a bitch you know i ask i cajole I it's plead. all part of that internet algorithm which nobody really understands yeah. but we know that vaguely your amazon rankings and your podcast rankings and all these rankings rankings that come out they all have a something to do with how many comments you get a lot and oh. not just how positive your reviews are for example i have 19 five-star reviews on amazon yeah all of them are five stars. If I had a hundred other comments that said that my work was a piece of shit, yeah. it would my ranking would well, go I'll way tell up. You, I have inside information because I did two Kindle singles, so I you know I was right at the source. Oh, of Amazon. I want to do one of those. Oh, I can introduce you to the guy. We'll I mean, talk. Is it yeah. Mishko or somebody else? No, no, no. He he just writes. He them. did one. Yeah. yeah, he did many. Yeah, he's a brilliant writer. He is. Um, but and I certainly would not throw him out of bed. He's engaged. His girlfriend's. Pregnant. I, know I know all about. No, she's not pregnant. That was an April Fool's joke. That was? Yes. I totally fell for it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm totally going to Facebook him because I felt so bad. I was I was, I was, was literally defending myself for days because I felt like such an idiot. He goes, yeah, we're pregnant with twins. Yeah. We're going to call them April Fools. What? And I was like, you him? bastard. 
I actually am just Facebook friends okay. with him through um, Amy Dresner. Oh, and she doesn't know him either, right? Well, she's never met him in person because yeah. I think if he met either of us, he'd be forced to just fuck the shit out of us, whether he had a People girlfriend or not. People do find him. A, he is handsome. Oh, I, I've had God. drinks with him. You, well, you yes. have? Yes, because... Oh, his girlfriend's really hot, though. There aren't a lot of women who are hotter than me where I look at them and I go, mm, yeah, yeah. no, I saw her too and I was like, nice nah, job. Yeah, shit. yeah. Um, no. But yeah, he's no. not going to leave me for her. Neither do I want him to yeah. because I just want to fuck him. Yeah, uh, you know he's very high maintenance. I mean, you could tell that he is very high maintenance, and he needs somebody who's a much more solid and grounding force than I'm available to be right, right now. Right, right. So um, I, I fully, I'm Susanna Brisk, and I fully endorse this relationship. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because we met because we, I was doing Kindle Single and, you know, we both know the editor of Kindle Single as well. Yeah. And, and yeah, he came to, and all my friends in New York were just like, he's so hot. I, I mean, yeah, I didn't really even think about it. I'm very professional. Um, mm, that's good. Yeah, not always. If you were a little less professional, yeah, you probably would have gotten a little further ahead. I mean, if I had blown a couple more people, yeah. just a couple, I always say about my husband, I fuck my way to the middle. Yeah, how come he hasn't hooked you up more? Well, like I said, he sent my stuff to yeah. SNL. It's like, I can't complain. He did, he did yeah. a lot for me. It's just that he couldn't go and sit uh, on stage and hold my hand on the SNL stage and make my humor match their humor and their exact quota of how many black girls they were looking for yeah. that year. Yeah. It's like... There are so many, if it were only that easy, of my course, friends, of course. if only, if I could only find the right couch to kneel in front of and right. blow somebody, I assure you, I would have the best job in Hollywood. And it's like when they talk about Chelsea Handler and they go, oh, she fucked her way. God bless her then. Yeah. You know, I wish she'd send me some of those numbers because I do a mean deep throat. I've been practicing for a while. And <laughs> if I, if it were down to that, if it were down to fellatio skills. Yeah. Um, my career would be rocking right now. As it is, you know, I am a little too professional, and there were too many times when I recoiled in ladylike disgust. Yeah. Instead of getting on my knees and fucking earning the job like the next starlet bitch who got it. Yeah, I used to do a different thing. It was very, <laughs> very not helpful to. Was a it when you tickled the balls? No, because you I should go for that. the taint. I that would... works better. <laughs> I would think because somebody was interested in me mm -hmm. that I could get what I wanted professionally mm -hmm. from them especially this is all subconscious especially if I kept dangling the carrot yeah and and no that actually completely backfired actually I disagree I think that works perfectly it didn't work for because me. there were a hundred guys like that who once they found out I was married yeah they ran for the hills whereas if I had kept dangling the carrot and being like oh yeah I'm single oh wait I just have a headache tonight yeah that might have work. worked it doesn't work. Well, what if you'd fucked them? Had that would that have worked? Who knows? Who knows? Well, maybe the next young up and coming young talented thing, by the way, talented. Yeah. Because there's just here's the problem. There's too many talented, beautiful, self-aware, intelligent, sophisticated people in this town. Yeah. It's not that um, women. I I don't know many men. Oh, men too. Oh, men too. Yeah. Give me some numbers. Well, we'll talk. Um, but that depends what you're looking for. Are you looking for A, a ba baby daddy, B, a fun afternoon, C, a felon with neck tattoos? Because I can hook no. you out with ugh, I can shit out tons C. of C. I can rule out C. Um, or D. What's D? Um, 
a studio executive who will give you your own show. No, that, I mean, I couldn't. I Talk about the house on the hill with the empty feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't do it. Because if I could, I would have when I had, you know, those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I can't, you know? Oh, I can now. You can? Yeah, absolutely. No, if there's somebody out there who, who is right listening, now. who can get me a really great opportunity um, as a host of a show, as a... Um, as you know give me a regular writing gig um, anything like that i will absolutely deliver um and um i will blow you i will fuck you i will do whatever And she is a great writer and i am coincidentally yeah incredibly um well i'll let you compliment me i won't compliment myself she's because it's not it's not cute when you compliment yourself not at 40 yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if it was ever cute, but um, you know. By the way, my yeah. total like. Oh my god, she's stripping you guys. It's too bad this is not a video podcast. I'm just completely. Um, what do you call she has that? She's a great butt. Oh, thanks. Is, babe. is that what you? Is that, was that you? Yeah. You call it a great butt? Just, that was just my my excuse to show you my ass. No, it's just the the lace on this dress or whatever it is uh-huh, is like starting to imprint on my body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it's really that. uncomfortable, and I'm sweaty, and I'm like wondering, Wait. have we been podcasting for? Six is years. this a telethon? <laughs> I mean, okay. I wasn't aware I was being called here for a telethon. I need to smoke. Like, I'm oh, just being okay, honest with you. That's what's going on. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We, we can take a smoke break. Can we do that? Yeah. yeah I don't I'd smoke, love that. But you're allowed to do that. It's up on this floor. Great. Or we can end it. It's I'm not very good at ending things. <laughs> I have a problem with that. It would be better if we did that thing that they do to kindergarten children where they say, now, you know, we're leaving in 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Five more minutes. We're okay, leaving, guys. We're Three do. more minutes. We've got, like we've that. got five minutes and then you're going to smoke your heart out. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that great? Okay. So, so wait, what did we decide? We decided we're going to go for five more minutes and then you're going to smoke your heart out. And then I'm going to leave? Yeah. Forever? Well, you can come And all I'll, all I'll have left with is to play with myself on the way home? Except no, that sounds really good. five times, yeah. No, that sounds good. So, but I do want to say... Perfect. So, so, okay. So, addiction, you have been sober for a while now. Yes. And how do you say how long? I don't say how long okay. because I was a dry drunk for so long before I actually went mm-hmm. to AA that my sobriety time is kind of deceptive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I count my sobriety time from when I took a sip of um, sake mm-hmm. um, in Japan mm-hmm. and passed it back to my then husband and said, take it away from me. It's too good. As you opposed accidentally to, took a sip or you, oh, you no, okay. I took a sip okay, yeah. and, um, and then felt like crap for three days afterwards and didn't know why. Um, as opposed to like 20 something years ago when I was like lolling around on a beach in Australia, getting fucked by God knows who, because I'd had drunk God knows what. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'll never forget that night. I lost my father's belt. He lent me his belt from the seventies, the coolest, you know, those, those, uh, amazing buckles from the Mm -hmm. Mm seventies. And I still think about that belt because, um, you know, talk about consequences of your drinking, Fuck, that belt would look good on me right now. But yeah. anyway, um, so it's deceptive. I think yeah. the time is really deceptive. It's, it's, the same women, it's the same reason why many women don't say they age. Yeah. Because it kind of puts you in this category immediately. Oh, she's 45. That means she's this. Right, right, she's right. She's 20 years sober, so she's this. Right, right, right. You know, I would prefer to just say I really am sober a long time because yeah. even when I wasn't in the program, I was somebody that everybody knew not to offer a drink to. Right. I mean, everybody was like, oh, Susanna doesn't drink. Right, right. Because it was so obvious. Why would you need to lower 
the inhibitions of somebody whose inhibitions were already so chronically low. Right. So, so, um, that was that one of my hairs that you just peeled off the microphone? I'm not sure. It looks pubic. (laughs) That's a lot. So perhaps you have had somebody in here trying to audition for a job. No, if only, I do think about this office and wonder if people have sex in it. Apparently they do. Apparently. Of course they do. There's like no sexual vibe around here at all i disagree i would have fucked that guy who (laughs) i told you he looked like andrew mccarthy and you said oh i know exactly who that is i think he has asperger's so you totally knew who i was talking about no i don't think i find a sexual vibe is anywhere is is everywhere once you're hooked into that i mean i'm hooked into that it is non-existent here you try to flirt you can get a little bit going but it's not People are real serious about. I bet you here. I could I could get a number before okay, I left this let's floor. Okay, do that as an experiment. All right, we're shaking hands. Okay, and, okay. and it can be male or female, by the way. Okay, because good. Because I don't think yeah I'm, I know I you're like bisexual yeah. yeah. So okay, so you've been sober a long time. You don't believe in the sex addict label at all. Did you go to any of those groups? Yeah, or? yeah, I've been to those meetings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there's not a meeting I haven't been to. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a any kind of self help new age therapeutic um, knitting circle that has evolved in the last 15 years anywhere between Los Angeles and India. I've been there. Okay, I just found out about one today that I've never heard of, Emotions Anonymous. Oh, I've been been there. Okay. Yeah, I've been to Emotions Anonymous, and I will tell you that was the only 12-step group where I ever walked in and said, you people are sicker than I am. Wow. The only one. I would not recommend that group. It's not an endorsement. It's very, very, very frightening. And but mental illness is something. It's depression that you suffer from. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to label it, which again, but it it helps in treating. Well, it's a marker. It's a marker so that people understand. Okay, this is what we're dealing with. Um. I have had a diagnosis of borderline personality Mm -hmm. disorder, and um, also I have suffered from quote-unquote depression um since i was seven years right, old right which again you wrote very 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 articulately about thank you for the website and if you read my memoir there's even more in there and i'm going to write even more stuff for your website I can't wait. yeah so so and you you do not believe those labels or you do or do you do the symptoms of those illnesses resonate with you i just don't think at this point in my life that I believe in any labels for anyone unless they're empowering to you. Mm -hmm. If you want to walk around saying that you're a sex addict and that empowers you to be more um, Mm self-loving, then absolutely take that label and run with it. But I'm not um, right now interested in trying to put any more stuff in any more categorized boxes. Yeah. You know, so um, I... um, I love sex. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the reasons for living is to know that I might have an orgasm later today. And it's even better if I'm going to get a hug with that orgasm because I know, I know I'm going to have an orgasm anyway because I'm completely like obsessed with my um, toys. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm going to give myself an orgasm. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to get a little affection and love-ishness and tenderness and attention, mm-hmm. male attention, um, I love all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, has that been a destructive force in my life? Nope. Do you uh, have concerns about your kids reading, uh, your writing? No, but a lot of other people certainly do. Oh, they do. Listen, I think that there's a place where things are appropriate for kids 
and not appropriate for kids. And my nine-year-old will say with a tongue-in-cheek, mommy writes inappropriate things on the internet. He knows it's inappropriate. If any one of his school friends at some point ill-advisedly shows him an article of mine, well, that's on them and on that parent. Mm -hmm. Because it's not appropriate. Because I know my kid will recoil in horror. Ew, I don't want to see my mom's boobs. Ew, I don't want to read about what my mom does in bed. Gross. Right, right. You know, and then so it's on them. But I think perhaps some people think that that makes me more permissive or that I think that, you know, that kind of behavior is okay if it's exhibited in front of my kids. My kids are completely kept separate from that. As far as they know, you know, mommy and daddy broke up. Mommy had a boyfriend for a while. Mommy cried a lot after that relationship was over. And, you know, sometimes mommy goes on dates now. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. That's all they need to know. Well, any final words before I release you from this prison of uh, chatter? From this golden cage. I feel like we've talked about so many things. Yeah, it was a good one. I think so. I mean, it felt good to me. I will, of course, wait to hear what the estimable trolls make of it. But um, People are very nice about this podcast. They just need to be more of them. Right. And do, you know, like we said, review a bitch. Review a bitch. That should be the next um, catch phrase should i just retitle the podcast review of it yes and you know what can we go back on that bet about finding a number because that is the last thing i want to do right now Oh god! i'm gonna go out there and smile all right okay i'll still try to do it okay but then you got to come with me because i'm not everybody's cup of tea yeah and like if i because you're another type again like you know and if dresner was here we could like really get a whole charlie's angels thing going yeah um so yeah i just i'm like oh god that's a lot of energy to get a number it's a lot. It's a lot. But I was excited for that. And there are there are some attractive men who mm. work here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have... Uh, are you in a relationship? Oh, God. We're not getting into this right when I'm releasing you. No, I'm not right now. Okay. Dating. Okay. Dating. Dating. Yeah. And wanting to have a child. Yeah, Interested in someone you want to have a child with? No, or? alas. I have talked to a friend about it, though. You know, we're just because I always, I always thought, you know, we don't, we do, no, no, no. We get the, the my one mean person who reviews this uh, podcast talks about how I talk too much about myself. So, well, I'll tell oh you, I'll please, tell you. they say that to every podcaster. I know that's it, what happens when it's your podcast. I know. Oh, I'm so sick of hearing that. Um. Okay, but but you were fantastic, and I'm so sure are you. you. Thank you. Okay, I'm stopping. Right, I told you, I prepared you. Did your, did you crash your car and were you wearing your seatbelt? Uh, that was Susanna Brisk. I hope you love her. I hope you go to her website, Malibu Mom. I hope you love this podcast.